Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. If the ancient yogis decide to add to their pantheon of goddesses, here's my nomination. I would direct them to the Kripala Yoga Center in Lenox to meet master instructor Jurian Hughes. Jurian seems to just float around Kripalu, radiating grace and vitality. She has the rare ability to exude elegance while decked out in spandex. When she teaches, her joy is infectious. Jurian is luminous. I'm leading with all of this gushing to help you appreciate my astonishment in hearing Jurian describe what she calls her greatest accomplishment. She begins, on June 11th, 2003, I smoked my last cigarette. Wait, goddesses smoke? <laughs> Jurian continues, before I made the decision to quit smoking, I projected myself 10 years into the future. I saw who I would become if I continued smoking. I could easily imagine what my body would feel like, how active I would be or not. I imagined the quality of my life, chest pain as I walked up subway stairs, the smell of my apartment, my clothes, and my hair. I had a very real and tangible sense of who I would become if I continued down that road and I knew it was not who I wanted to be. I wanted to be another woman, a physically fit, vital, bright, hopeful, engaged person. And I could see very clearly that I, if I continued smoking, I was not going to get there. So I stopped immediately. That was it. Once I had seen so clearly where I wanted to go versus where I was headed, I simply stopped smoking. The intention was not quit smoking. The intention was robust health, overall well-being, more joy. Quitting smoking became a necessary step toward the person I was determined to become. Jurian continues, though I had tried to quit numerous times before, that final time it was actually easy. It was simple, inevitable. Now that is a compelling testimony on the power of intention. 
I can't stop thinking about Jurian's story. And I'm excited to invite you into a reflection on the spiritual practice of intention. Everything we do begins as a decision in our minds. Intention is the animating force driving those decisions. Intention encompasses both the what and the why of our choices. For Jurian, the what was to quit smoking. The why was to be an engaged, vital, vital person living with robust health. Intentions are the seeds that create our future experiences. Like gravity, the power of intention is at work in our lives whether or not we are aware of it. Sometimes the days and weeks slip by while we operate on autopilot. In these times, we are still creating experiences from intention we're just not conscious of our motivations. This is when we get driven by things like fear, shame, anxiety, the need for approval. We can always stop and ask, who is programming this GPS? Is it my best self determining the destination? Or has my survival mode hijacked the keyboard yet again? Some decisions are more indelible than others. We may only get a few tries at things like marriage, children, career path, compound interest. The good news is that intention is the exact opposite of these. Each day, each moment, presents the opportunity to choose who we will be. This is what it means to engage the spiritual practice of intention. We begin by knowing what matters. When you are most awake, what is your heart calling you to? Who do you wanna be in your family, your community, your life. Practicing the spiritual discipline of intention can ignite our spirits and build a capacity for vision. Each morning, I call my friend and colleague, the Reverend Jacqueline Brett. These conversations are my most powerful spiritual practice. Some days are chattier than others, but we always cover three questions. How is your spirit today? How is your spiritual practice? What is your intention for today? This simple ritual has had a profound impact on my life. At the most basic level, it's a daily reminder that I am more than just a person dogged by unanswered emails and a long to-do list. I have a spirit, and it's a spirit worth checking in on. 
And I've made a commitment to a spiritual practice that someone is holding me accountable to. It probably won't surprise you to hear that we've discovered a remarkable correlation with the ebbs and flows of the quality of spiritual practice and the buoyancy of our spirits. When Jacqueline asks me what my intention is for the day, it reminds me that I have the power to create what kind of day it's going to be. I will move through the day with a sense of ease and accomplishment. Today will be marked by joy and delight. We have the power to create what kind of day it's going to be. We get to declare who we will be and what matters to us. When we take a moment to get clear, our best selves will supply just what we need. Some mornings you just know the day is gonna be a doozy. In the face of a difficult day ahead, my intention might be, today I will be kind to others and to myself. It's certainly not a perfect science. Both Jacqueline and I still have bad days, bad weeks. But we come back each day to realign to that North Star of what matters most. We've built a container of mutuality strong enough to hold us through disappointment and devastation. And we laugh a lot, too. Our relationship is so much deeper for this shared spiritual practice. Jacqueline's friendship is truly one of my greatest gifts. As he approached his 30th birthday, Caesar Kuriyama was struggling with the disconnect between attention and intention. He knew where he wanted to go, but he was missing the journey. After a decade of working 100-hour weeks in advertising, Caesar's days were a blur. He had almost no recall of the little things that give life its richness. Caesar decided to draw on his background in animation to explore a better way to chronicle his journey. He started capturing his life in short videos, just one second of footage each day. He then stitched together the snippets into a continuous chronological video. What began as a hack for capturing memories became the practice that changed everything for Caesar. He experienced a new sense of intentionality around showing up for his life. The days he forgot to record a video were always the ones where he wasn't doing anything particularly noteworthy. As he became more committed to this project, Caesar found himself waking up invigorated and organizing his days around what was going to be meaningful and interesting. The finite nature of time 
was suddenly real to him in a whole new way. Caesar eventually left his job in advertising to pursue his art. He fulfilled his dream of driving across the US in an epic three-month road trip. He designed an app to make it easy for anyone to savor their life in one-second increments. When a near-fatal health crisis shook his family, Caesar discovered how difficult it was for him to pull out his phone and record even one second on those awful days. Capturing our worst moments isn't something that we usually do. The snippets of a young woman in a hospital bed and a worried family in a waiting room are followed by clips of his newly recovered sister-in-law back at home playing with her children. Strung together, they tell the story of the fullness of life. Caesar says that those hospital videos are some of the most important memories he's captured because it's the bad moments that help him appreciate the good ones. I was so inspired by Caesar's spiritual practice that I downloaded his One Second Every Day app. I'm just a month in, but I'm already a convert. I'm discovering that I'm much more mindful throughout the day as I consider which moment of my living will be video worthy. I am increasingly attuned to the small moments of magic. A couple weeks ago, I was walking through a snowy public garden at dusk when two things occurred to me. Wait, I haven't taken my video today. And, oh, wow, I'm standing in the middle of a breathtakingly gorgeous scene right this moment. <laughs> Unitarian poet May Sarton tells us that the quality of life is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. As my videos add up, it's fun to watch the tiny clips begin to form the narrative of a rich life. I love this simple spiritual practice and hope some of you might try it with me. It really brings home the truth of Annie Dillard's wise words that how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. Visualizing the arc of my story helps me to see clearly who I am now and where the next steps in my evolution are leading. My friends, let's practice opening all of the windows of our hearts to the day. We have the power to choose what kind of day it's going to be. Let's make this one noticeable. Are you setting the GPS in the direction of the person you are determined to become? How is your spirit? How is your spiritual practice? What is your intention for today? Who will you be? Amen.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.